Good morning. Welcome to Stone United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Kendra Ballier, and I am so glad that you're here this morning on this special morning. Not only is it Human Relations Day, but we have a special speaker today as well. And so we are going to honor and glorify God through all of our worship today. It, um, so if you would please join with me for the call to worship, which will be found on your screen. If you're able, I invite you to stand. If not, I invite you to stand in spirit. The voice of God calls to us. Are you listening? The hands of God beckon us. Are you paying attention? The love of God asks us, are you ready to follow? Come, let us worship the, the God whose tenacious love never stops calling and beckoning and asking us to follow. Our opening hymn this morning is number 593, Here I Am, Lord, number 593.
If you would now join me with the unison prayer found on the screens. Loving God, you call us by name to be your people in the world, pouring your love into us in such abundance that it overflows into the world around us. Guide us, form us, and send us as your people to live out your good news wherever we go. Call us, Lord. Your servants will follow. Amen. And then our profession of faith, the Apostles' Creed. Please join with me in this ancient affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. and the children are welcome to come forward. Good morning. Come on up. Come on up. You can get closer. Well, that wasn't too much closer. Come on up. You can get closer yet. Scooch a little closer. Pretend you're sledding. Have you been sledding yet? Yes. Did you have fun? Did you go really fast? Yes. Did you do any jumps? No, no jumps? No. Well, that's good. Have you been ice skating? No. It's not really warm, cold enough yet to ice skate, but by the end of the week... If you, you might be able to, you never know. I know there's an ice rink in town, so you might need to go there to ice skate. Well, today's a special day. Do you know that this is a special day, a special weekend? Do you have school tomorrow? Why don't you have school tomorrow? Why? It's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Do you know why we have that day that's special? Do you know why we have that special? Hmm, well, let me tell you. 
at one time, and even still sometimes now, not everybody was treated the same. Do you think that's fair? No, I don't think it's very fair either. Did you know that sometimes people judge each other because of what they look like? Now, what's that mean if you judge somebody by how they look? It's kind of mean. It is pretty mean. What if I decided I didn't like anybody with brown hair? I wouldn't like myself very well, would I? No. What if I didn't like anybody with blue eyes? Oh. No, that's me again, isn't it? Well, what if I didn't like anybody if they had dark skin? That would be bad too, huh? Yeah. Well, at one time, we had that big problem, and sometimes we still have that big problem today. And you know how you can help with that big problem? You want to know how you can help? By loving people for who they are. Now, I like you because you're you. Did you know that? Yeah? Did you think, did you know that? And I, and I know each of you can do something special. But at one time, and sometimes still today, people judge other people because of how they look. Maybe it's because of where they were from. Maybe it's because of, of what they wear. And unfortunately... Sometimes it's because of the color of their skin, and that's not right. So today, and what Martin Luther King was fighting for, was to give everybody the right to be treated the same, to be treated equally, not because of the color of their skin. Now, can you help me? You think you can? So... All of our friends at school, they get treated the same, right? Because of who they are, right? And sometimes it's great to find out about how somebody grew up or, or maybe how a culture grew up. Now, you're still pretty little, but see, some people celebrate extra things. Like I have friends who eat different kinds of foods than what I'm used to. And you know what I find out? I find out that I like a lot of those foods because I was willing to trust them and to taste it. That's the same thing we do with people. We trust, we taste, and we find out if we like them just because they are special, because God made them that way just like God made each of you special and different, right? Yes. Okay. So can you put your hands together? Let's pray. Repeat after me. Say, Dear God, thank you for loving your children and all of their special traits and all their special talents because we're made in your image. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I got, 
I got, I got, I got. Come on, come get a paper from me. There's one for you. And the rest of you are all old now, aren't you? All over eight? You're not. Okay, come get yours. Almost, though. And you need one of these ones also. Good job. Okay, the rest of you. And then you can go follow Miss Cindy because she's got some special things for you to do. Thank you, everybody. It's time now for our tithes and our offering. God, today we are grateful. We're grateful for the blessings that you give to us. You have 
given us this place that we can come and worship you, knowing that we serve you. Lord, we thank you for the, for the love and the blessings that you provide. Bless these tithes and these offerings and help us to follow you more closely. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I'm going to read today's scripture, and then I will transition. And I think today's scripture is important because, well, let's face it, Jesus was the ultimate of everything. And he picked people just because of what God could do with them. So if you follow along with me today, it comes from John 1, 43 through 51. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You shall see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I invite you to pray with me. Lord God, today we are about to hear a special message. I pray, Lord God, that we hear your voice speak spoken through because we need to hear you and we need to hear this message because the work through Martin Luther King is not done. Open our hearts, open our minds, and help us live into, into what you have called for all your people. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is a special day indeed as we are welcoming our special speaker to the, to the front. He is from the Martin Luther King Foundation here in town. And I will let you introduce yourself just a little bit more. Let us give him a well, warm welcome. Good morning, everyone. Can we give Pastor Kendra a great hand for all that she does for the Stone Church? 
also like to uh, honor Dr. Dixon on this morning uh, and uh, my good friend and board. Uh, let's give Dr. Dixon a hand also. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Dr. Dixon, if it, if it wasn't for Dr. Dixon, I wouldn't be here. Uh, she is our founding president of the Dr. Martin Luther King Scholarship Fund. And uh, we are grateful and we have a living legend amongst us. And so we are grateful for her. Also, I wanna give honor to uh, Mark McGinty, uh, who is uh, one of my board members at the FCCA. So uh, thank you for Mark McGinty being here. Can we give him a hand? And give yourselves a round of applause for coming through this cold snow, because it was cold this morning. <laughs> I am not going to be before you long. Uh, I am humbled and honored to be here. Uh, I count it a, a privilege. Um, I, I will, first of all, uh, give you my title. And my title today is, Where is the Love? Where is the Love? The scripture reference can be found out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 1, and that reads thusly. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I have become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge and and though I have faith that I can move mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt and have not charity, I profit in nothing. Charity suffereth long. It is kind. It is not envy. Charity does not parade itself, nor, nor does it puff itself up. Doeth not, doeth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. It rejoices not iniquity, in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Beareth all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, and endures all things. Charity never fails, but rather there be prophecies, they shall fail. Rather there be tongues, they shall cease. Rather there be knowledge, they shall vanish away. I'm going to skip down to verse number 11, and it says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Verse number 13, and now above abide faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of all of these is charity. It's the word of God. Thanks be to God. As we celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King, we must remember what Dr. King stood for. He didn't stand for money. He didn't stand for the house. He didn't stand for cars. He didn't stand for, you know, all of the accoutrements of life. 
But what Dr. King stood for was a four-letter word, and that's L-O-V-E, love. His ultimate goal was to bring awareness to hate and inequality and how we should overcome it with love. Dr. King was a man who worked effortlessly to ensure that equality and human rights for Americans, especially African Americans, the economically disadvantaged and all victims of injustice were abolished through peaceful and nonviolent protests, marches, and speeches. I must say that we in America, we in this country, we have come a long way. But I also say that we have so much longer to go. We have not uh, uh, gotten rid of the racism in our society. We are not uh, born as racist. We are taught to be racist. I'll be transparent for a moment. When I was growing up, I had a young lady by the name of Aunt Witchy. Her real name was R. Willis Easley. She was from the South. And she was my daycare provider. And oftentimes, she would teach me wonderful things in life. But one of the things that she taught me that kind of rubbed me the wrong way is to be careful of white people. I didn't understand it, but now that I grew up, I understand where she was coming from because coming from the South, she went through some racism and she undergone a lot of prejudice. So what she taught me was a way that I should not have been taught. So as I grew up, I come to find out that there's some really bad white people but there's also some really good white people, just as there's some really bad black people and bad Koreans. And there's also good Koreans and good black people. It's a matter of the heart. The Bible reads in Jeremiah 17 and 9, it says that our hearts is deceitfully wicked Above all, who can know it? I, I urge you today to allow God to search your heart, to see that if there's anything that's not like him, any prejudice, any hate, any unforgiveness, that you would allow him to heal your heart on today. During this time in which we live Many of us can't even have a simple conversation about politics. Unfortunately, many of us still wrestle with what justice really looks like in 2024. I must be honest, as a black man, I grapple with what fairness of our judicial system and our government and what spirit of hate lies within people today. I'm from Buffalo, New York, so I'm a little used to the cold, but I'll tell you this. On May of 2022, May 14th to be exact, 
of 2022. There was a young guy by the name of Peyton, and he had in his mind to do evil to a community. He killed 10 people and wounded three. And due to this hate of white supremacy, a whole community was shut down. It was at the Topps Market. And at Topps Market, my mom lives about five minutes away and she frequently shops there. So that could have been her. But thanks be to God, it wasn't. But to those who I know, I know, I knew Aaron, who was a, uh, the policeman who, who tried to prevent this thing from happening. Aaron Salter was his name. He was my, my, my uh, mom's neighbor's brother. An amazing guy. But the evilness of this person caused him to do this, not in 1963, but in 2022. We're still dealing with this matter of racism and hate. My question to you today is, how do we as a overcome, how do we as a nation overcome this evil? Let's look at some statistics. In March of 2023, the FBI released a report that stated that hate crimes in America has increased by 12%. The FBI said uh, that close to 65 of those victims reported as there being a racial target to those. 15.9% was targeted based upon sexual orientation. 14.1% were targeted because of religion. Let's face it. Sunday mornings is one of the most segregated days of the week. Prejudice and discrimination is typically found based because of hate, race, discrimination. But we, together, must find a way to unite and break down the racial walls. Our government is divided. We are living on the edge because we don't know when another mass shooting is going to take place. Some people believe that uh, human, human trafficking is not a major issue. That racism still doesn't exist. We don't respect one another as it pertains to sexual or orientation or LBGTQ Issues. We don't, we don't respect one another. Now, you don't have to respect, you don't have to like what I stand for, but you must respect what I stand for. And we have to learn, as a church community, how to love those who don't look like us. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Locally, I'm almost done, Pastor. <laughs> Locally in Meadville, 
we have some concerns that we must address. One of them is poverty. Poverty is huge. The homeless population is growing by the minute. Mental health issues is a thing that the Meadville Medical Center can't even keep up with. Racism is still an issue here in this community. Our health care system needs to go to another level. We have food crises as far as it being a food desert in areas. I know these are a lot of problems, but now let's talk about some solutions. The question is, where's the love? How do we unite and make a statement of love within our community? Love doesn't mean that we have to agree upon everything. It doesn't mean that we have to agree with each other's viewpoints. But it does mean that we must speak up like Martin Luther King did when he saw injustice. Love doesn't mean that we overlook criminal activity or overlook uh, uh, the lack of integrity. But it means that we stand up for when we see that there is injustice in our criminal system. Love is healthy. True love, the God kind of love, is beautiful. It is not self-seeking. It's pure. It's peaceful. It's patient. My question to you today is, where is your love? Love means that you forgive people when they've done you wrong. Love means that you don't overcome evil with evil, but you overcome evil with good. We have to all learn to be untaught. We have to learn how to trust one another. We have to learn how to get out of our comfort zones. For some people, that means having lunch with someone that doesn't look like you or doesn't believe what you believe. We are not all the same. Out of the abundance of your mouth, your heart speaks. Listen to what you are saying. As a man thinketh, so is he. Listen for feedback from others sometimes about how you react to certain things. As I close, I would like to provide some quotes from Dr. Martin Luther King. And I, wanna, I want you to put to action some of the things that we've talked about today. One of the quotes that I 
found to be very interesting is he said this. He said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. If you have darkness, if you have hate inside of you, you can't drive it out. You need light to drive out the darkness inside of you. He said this. He said, I decided to stick with love. Hate is too great of a burden to bear. He also said this. He said, let no man pull you so low to hate him. The time is always right to do what is right. Justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. Let's spread love. Let's forgive. Let's listen to each other. Let's seek to understand rather than to be understood. Love God with all of your heart and be a change agent for our generation. In Christ's name, amen. No change, unless it's one that we institute ourselves, usually doesn't come as a welcome thing. However, change is necessary for us all. Even, even when you think you have done nothing wrong, and perhaps you haven't, perhaps I haven't, there are things in this country that hold other people back. One of the things that I have come to understand is just because of the color of my skin, I have a privilege that other people don't, as well as those of all of us that are, are white have a privilege that others who have more melatonin in their skin do not have. It's a perception in this country that, well, is instilled in us. It isn't born in us. It's instilled in us. And so today when we think of our prayers, think of the things that we could do to be more loving to one another to each other because God loved us first. But it's also my privilege today to tell you that Dr. Armindia Dixon last night received from the MLK organization in Erie a Lifetime Achievement Award. I think that speaks a lot about her and her character. 
something that's contagious. All you have to do is just be around her. And I think that is deserving of a round of applause. For um, some concerns that we have today, we have Jason who's being treated for AFib, and um, we also have Marie who has broken her leg, and so uh, we need to pray for her. I see on here that there's a fun day with your kids, um, and so we just pray that there's a lot of fun days ahead. Uh, for those who are traveling, I pray that we um, look over and, and or pray for them. And for those who are grieving, I know that uh, Jane Ellen had her final goodbyes yesterday for her mother and her family had, had that. So please pray for, for her. And um, in the next couple weeks, if there is an emergency, I know Jane Ellen will be on call for me as I take a little bit of a vacation. So um, there's that. You know, the, the scripture that I read this morning was a calling when Jesus was calling his disciples. And, of course, Philip says, is there any, anything good that comes out of Nazareth? Well, it was a, a looking down upon a group of people because of where they were from, because of their economic situation. Because just a little ways up the road from Nazareth, there was a much more affluent town. They were the people that were from Nazareth were seen as being from the other side of the tracks, if you will. And so when we're called, I want you to remember that there isn't one of us who's perfect. And God qualifies the called. The called aren't qualified, but God qualifies us. And so when we sing our next hymn today, I want you to remember that God qualifies us. Our prayer hymn today is, Lord, you have come to the lakeshore, number 344, or it's up on your screen, number 344. And you're welcome to remain seated.
Let us pray. Lord, you are so good. And you have loved us immensely. Lord, I recall yesterday listening to a song where the man who was searching for your glory, to feel your glory, to experience your glory, and he was honest that sometimes he doesn't always feel that. But Lord, we need to open our eyes and we need to open our ears and we need to especially open our minds and our hearts to be able to witness where you are and where you are working in this world so that we may come alongside you. Not the other way around. Work where you have called us to work. You've called us to see people for who they are. Beloved children of God. Regardless of their, their status. Their skin tone. Their sexuality. Their jobs. You've called us to love. There was no exceptions to those words. Lord, today in this place, I know that you have called us to listen. Whether we be Republican or Democrat or black or white or Asian or native, you've called us to love. And as we listen to the scripture to the Corinthians this morning, and we know that this passage was written because the Corinthians were not being good to one another and to others in their community. And sometimes we fall short too, Lord. But when we ask for your help, when we ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to live and dwell within us, you give us grace. And that grace is overflowing. And it overflows to others by the way that we treat each other. So today, Lord, I pray. I pray that it's more than a day off tomorrow. I pray that it's a day that we stop and examine who we are. And who we are called to be. Enjoy your children, Lord. And may we enjoy our, your children. May we enjoy our fathers and our mothers. And those who have blazed trails ahead of us. I pray for those who are sick today. For inviting, fighting respiratory illnesses. I pray for those who are fighting mental illness. I pray for those who are fighting AFib today like Jason. I pray for those who are mending after terrible falls. I pray for those who are searching, 
searching for value, searching for worth. And I pray that they find you, Lord, and know that they are worthy because you have created them. I pray today, Lord, for those who want to do ill in this world, whether it be here in this community, whether it be halfway across this world in the Red Sea, in Israel, in Palestine, in Russia or Ukraine. And I pray, Lord God, we find ways to love. Just as I hear those small voices down the hall right now, laughing and learning about you. And so today, Lord God, we, we follow you. We do as you have called us through the perfect example of Jesus Christ who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing hymn today is in your little black hymnal. It's number 2130, The Summons. It'll be on your screen as well. Number 2130, The Summons. If you please stand and join with me.
you have been summoned. You have been called. Each and every one of us are called to do the work of God by loving. And by loving, you give off this air of joy. And you give off this air that there's something that you're hoping in. And that something is a someone. And that's Jesus Christ. Go out today loving your neighbor. Go out today showing this grace that none of us deserve, but all of us crave and need and know that it comes from something more than what's in you. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you this power of being able to do that and do it in the name of God because God loved us first so that we might receive the grace of Jesus Christ and that you may have the strength of the Holy Spirit to live into the summons. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You may be seated.